Hello and welcome to Wake and Jake, myself, BBD, and special guest today, Corbin Burns, Cy Young winner from your and our Milwaukee Brewers. Good conversation with him. It was a little, uh, slightly interviewee at first, but, uh, you know, we hadn't seen each other in a minute. We hadn't seen him since the incident, the John Boy hamstring fiasco. Uh, and he was here with the PR guy, but then as the conversation started rolling a little bit, and Biebs, I'll ask you this. I don't know how the audio was. He was kind of missing the mic a little bit, but I wasn't going to. far gonna... away. I haven't given it the full okay. full check, but I I was adjusting during. And I think He's all around it. He just wasn't like into it. I, I, the audience won't notice. And then who the fuck way. am I to say, hey, grab the mic? Uh, I think I think it was fine. He was, he was all around it. So yeah. that's... I was able to bump you down, bump him up. He's fun. He's a dude. He's about it. We uh we hung out with him a lot. Uh, that famous trip out to Milwaukee. Uh, he just hung out before the game for like half hour with us, just yucking it. Baseball life, yep, everything. We had, we had just met him. Like didn't just met him. We didn't, had prior interactions. Didn't know what we were getting into, and that was you know the year he went on to win the Cy Young. So that's pretty cool. Uh, so we talked some Brewers, talked some baseball with him. Some uh, you know. I always like when we do talk to ball players, you get a good perspective of how they view other teams. And it's never like crazy different. It's never like, oh, the, you guys wouldn't believe it. The Nationals are cracked this year. But no, like amongst the good teams, like they'll walk away and be like, damn, that team has guy guys on it. So I asked him about that. So we'll get to some Corbin Burns. And while we're highlighting him as a star, it is a great episode. To highlight a couple other stars, let me check this box quick. Yankees lost to the A's last night. The office isn't surprised. We are sad. Uh, without judge, the Yankees are putting up three runs per game. Would easily be worse than baseball. The offense is putrid. Any any bad word you'd like to use? Aaron Judge won the MVP last year. He broke the home run record. He controversially controversially. Won the MVP last year. I did think he deserved it last year. Which transitions us into Shohei. Uh, we could do Shohei every episode. You get some good clicks from Shohei. In a way, he's always doing something kind of special. He has gone nuts. And it was highlighted last night. The game's when he pitches. It obviously... Brings a little more light to it, because if you do anything offensively, all right, Shohei went seven innings, two earned, and he had a double. Because that doesn't happen anymore. NL, remove the DH, catch up. Our guy June Lee just tweeted this. What Shohei is on track for this season? Mm. He's on track to be a five B-war pitcher. He has a 302 ERA, a 104 whip. He's on pace for 254 strikeouts. Offensively, reminder, there were some scouts that didn't think he would stick offensively. 56 homer pace after a two-homer night last night. 128 RBI. 304, 384 with a 654 slugging. June Lee highlighted that last... Comparable to last year, that would be Shohei Otani being 
Max Scherzer, uh, who was really good. He ended up, he got banged up a couple times. Uh, 23 starts at 2-2-9. So, Shohei's on pace to have a couple more starts at a slightly lesser rate. Manny Machado finished second in the NL MVP last year. Uh, and Shohei offensively is on pace to do what Manny did offensively and defensively last year. So, I think the MVP's already wrapped up. Uh, you say that, you can knock on wood a little bit if you're superficious or whatever. He has 6.1 more on the season. He's on pace for 12 and a half. We're at the halfway point of the season. We did a little bit of that Monday. 12.2 war season would be all time for a lot of different reasons. Oh, God. The amount of bold on his page as a hitter is crazy before you get to his 16 starts. Uh, the lowest hit per nine allowed in the AL and the highest K per nine in the AL among starters, which he did last year too as he finished fourth in the Cy Young last year. It's really cool for baseball that he's doing this. It's really cool for him and what he's doing for the Angels. That knock on wood, I think we're going to get some Halos postseason baseball, and it should be one of those funny snapshots to look back at and be like, oh, Mike Trout was kind of considered the best to play, probably before Shohei, if Shohei continues at any rate close to this. Shohei being a free agent for baseball this year is going to be amazing. Huh. It's going to be our biggest offseason ever. Easily, when all of that goes down. And our guy Trevor, Trevor Plouffe, you might have seen him on your Immaculate Grid today. You know, Trevor was pretty, in a not-media way last year, Trevor was like, Shohei's the MVP. Because he hits and he pitches, both at a high level. These two guys. I disagreed. I thought Judge deserved it. I don't want to say I'm being rewarded right now with how bad the Yankees are without Aaron Judge, but there's also a lot of other metrics. Like, Judge outward Shohei last year. You know, some people live by that. I don't. Um, how good Shohei was pitching last year was crazy. 2-3-3 ERA. Yeah. 219 strikeouts and 166 innings. And that's where Trevor's can never be wrong in that argument is none of the other hitters do that, are a one starter. None of the other one starters, and this is where Shohei got hurt last year, were very good hitters. Shohei finished 273, 356, and 875 OPS, which, again, that's... Incredibly good of guys that got MVP votes. Uh, it was the fifth, sixth best OPS. And think about the guys we're talking about ahead of him. Rafael Devers last year, 879 OPS. Basically the same hitter as Rafael Devers, who got MVP votes, 2%. 
Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. How about Altuve's last year? 921 OPS. One of the best years of his career. Mike Trout, who is his teammate, 999 OPS. Maybe that ended up hurting Shohei a little bit last year. Judge did 1.111. While breaking the home run record, Judge led in runs, homers, RBI, walks, OBP, slugging, OPS. To say Shohei is not the MVP... It's hard to argue against. He does something that nobody else can do. Judge broke a record, the American League record, excuse me, the AL record for home runs. And I don't know how the way the Yankees look without him this year. I think they dropped to 11 and 13 without Judge. Yeah, honestly, better number than it feels like. They survived a homestand that there's. These Yankees are currently bringing out a sicko. I mean, go check out Joe's McFly's feed. He's just reliving the 09 Yankees right now. He can't stop. Hmm. For myself, I'm looking back at some of these Yankee stretches and almost, I don't want to say wishing they were punished more, but the Yankees still are giving us a, a like chunk of hope. Like they're, they're kind of following the, the 2017 Yankees formula we referenced where they've been... <laughs> We'll see exactly where this month lands. If they win out, it's a exactly five hundred month, I believe. And yeah, we're you know we're on on pace. I guess that's where I almost I don't want the Yankees to lose. They lost to the Oakland Athletics last night. There's a part of me that wants them to be sitting at the end of the month, like, oh shoot, we went eleven and fourteen. That's who we are. We're out of the play. Like, if they get to 500, they just get to say the same old mannerisms, and it's going to happen, and this is baseball. It's not, you know, it's not easy. It, it ebbs and flows. Part of me is so sick of that mentality. I uh, My shower thoughts this morning were, you know, Paul O'Neill freaking out and just being so pissed off mm. with, like, one for fours. A lot of Yankees would kill for one for fours right now. Uh, Jorge Posada was a known hothead. Like, and, and this is what we do as fans, and especially as we get older, and eventually it becomes so old you get tuned out a little bit. Shout out to Bob Ryan, who's do, still doing it in Boston sports. But, you know, sometimes Uncle Bobby says a couple lines, and you're like, whoa, I don't, I don't know. I don't know about that, Bob. And I'll be there one day, and I'm excited for that. But, man, the, the Yankees need a panic. I, and baseball people fight that so much within the game, and it's two different things. It's, it's yes, baseball's tough and stay the course, and you're going to have – some days you're going to hit the ball hard and you'll have 0 for 4s, and that's baseball. That is not what the Yankees are doing. They're having bad at-bats. Giancarlo, with, Giancarlo Stanton with one of the worst 2-0 swings I've ever seen on a bad fastball. And it's, they need a freakout. Part of me wants Garrett Cole to snap on the team. 
Garrett Cole has that competitor in him. He's the most locked in when he's not pitching, when he is pitching. The Yankees need a snap. Without Aaron Judge, they're the worst offense in baseball. Last year, they were a good offense strictly because Aaron Judge. Reminder, 62 home runs. Trout was second in the AL with 40. So what would have been the top AL home run leader, he followed that up with another 22. That's another full season. Judge had an offensive season that is three good players. 10.6 war, that's three and a half. Never been a math pod. That's three, three and a half war players, right? Yeah. Carry the, Just over. Carry the one. Um, There's a three repeating at the end, but yeah. Bo Bichette was a 3.6 war player last year. So the whole argument that, you know, Shohei's two players and two very different players and how impressive that is, I still think the Judge thing was right last year. I think the Yankees are showing a little bit of that. I think Judge showed a little bit of that. Otani's turned the knob up. Mm -hmm. He's on pace. He finished last year with 9.6, which, by the way, if he lands there, I don't think anyone's going to be in that realm again. Judge broke the home run record. Played a lot of center field last year. That's going to be one of those weird blurbs that when we're old guys rambling about, we'll mention. The the show A stuff, you know, last year it was Judge had one of the, probably the greatest offensive season in the last, certainly in the last 60 years. Argument ever. Uh, you know, bonds notwithstanding. Sure. And, uh, and, you know, he set himself up for failure. We said it a lot. After that 2021 season, too good. We've set a weird standard for you, Shohei. We're now like, you might cost yourself some MVPs when if you're just kind of as good as last year, you'll almost always get it, unless a guy has the best season ever, which Judge did. So it's a couple things feeding into each other there. That uh, Judge was the right call, but Shohei, just about any other year, kind of whatever he does, yeah. Shohei's third... Multi-homer game of the year. Two homers each time. Um, he now has one, two, three, four. Four games where he's pitched and homered. I really want an Angels home game in the playoffs, and I don't know if we're going to get there. That would mean they would have to jump the Orioles or... Uh, get into that first wild card slot, which they haven't they haven't shown yet. Shohei Otani is appointment television. I think I'm going to start watching every one of his games uh, to the best of my ability, and I think you should too because we've become so numb to it because it's the world of social media and it's the world of seeing things. Or but you know when you hear this, this could be once in a lifetime. This might not ever happen again. You hear. Glass now on the Chris Rose rotation talking about, you know, when people say, do they believe in aliens? He's like, I've seen one. It's Shohei. How hard it is to do that. How hard it is to do my job. Tyler Glass now is one of the few people in the world that can be as good as Shohei Otani pitching on a given night. It blows his mind that he can also go hit as good as any of the best players in the world. So I think Shohei Otani... 
always health included. Although, <laughs> if he took the rest of the year off, he would have a fantastic MVP argument. He may have done enough. If he took the rest of the year off, he would still have a chance at MVP, and we were at the halfway point of the season. And that's what you get when you're two players. He's incredible. Um, I think there was some good juxtaposition with him playing, with Judge not playing, and how bad the Yankees are. Uh, there's one other stuff. Oh. Well, two things we need to check off that we stumbled into this morning. Uh, Ellie De La Cruz, new star of the game. Jeff Passan just came out with an article uh, that also mentions that Ellie De La Cruz has a twin brother who's 5'8". Unreal. That's really tough, man. I mean, what's what's the biggest... Like, I know a couple twins, and I think, you know, they're usually, you know, one or two inches apart. Or they're not, because they're twins. If they're separated, it's still, like, the same tier, typically. I mean, 5'8 to 6'5. That's one of the more brutal twin things I've read, and this is obviously coming from a short king. So, I mean... I mean, Danny DeVito made a whole movie about how this is, like, fake. A similar thing. It's a joke. And, hey, I hope... Shout out to Pedro de la Cruz. I hope they replicate that picture, because that's fun. Oh, Jeff Passan ends the first paragraph with made inconceivable by the fact that his fraternal twin isn't even average height for men globally. I don't think that's true, Jeff. I thought I thought global men's height. Five eight's the number. Oh, it's up to five nine. Damn. Well let's Passan was so happy for that. Uh, let's keep promoting the old number. Is Passan five nine? about the other thing i wanted to note again because it was a big story yesterday we covered it the first time and the sick sick world of baseball manoa gets rocked in rookie ball mm-hmm. oh my god um i'm not gonna rip into manoa enough people are doing that he he wrote a he wrote a ton of checks some are starting to bounce i think he'll be back at some point i at this point, you should be rooting for him to come back. Even, you know, we're Yankee fans, and he killed us for a couple of years. You should be rooting for Alec Manoa to come back uh, because if this is how the Jolly Olive video ends, that's just just really sad. Too uh, far sad. I don't know if, like, more information's come out on that minor league appearance, but, like, there's a, he might have been throwing all fastballs, just getting to a pitch count. It's like spring training, you know. I... I, I have no idea. Maybe that did come out. Whatever you, the game plan was there. Trying to find benefit of the doubt for him. Working on stuff. I I hope for Alec Manoa it is still part of the story. But uh, I think it even highlights Judge missing and what happened to Alec Manoa yesterday. I think it highlights even more how impressive. It is what Shohei Otani's doing because last year, last season, last season, Alec Manoa finished third in the Cy Young, points ahead of Shohei Otani. And now Alec Manoa is getting lit up in rookie ball. Judge is hurt and is going to miss half the season. 
and Shohei's out there doing it on both sides regularly. Trev might not be wrong last year. I might not be wrong either. That's the problem. So, a couple stars of baseball getting highlighted as we sneak towards All-Star Week, less than two weeks away now. We'll be out there. You probably heard us promote it, but we're doing an event at a brewery. Ah, brewery. Optimism Brewing. There's still tickets left. There's links everywhere. Come join us if you're out there. For now, join us for Corbin Burns, and I don't think I'm going to do, like, an outro or anything. So it's Corbin Burns, and then the episode ends, and we'll see you next time. So bye. Maybe some more subscribers. I think we're at 10.9K. Yeah, subscribe to this. and Check out the warehouse kings. I don't know. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We're at 11K. Don't subscribe. We are joined by Corbin Burns. Corbin, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to be here. It's the first time in the studio, so it's... Uh... What do you think? It's kind of... It's a little weird rush coming into this office. You get the round of applause, which is kind of like, okay... Yeah, is well, this they, a cult? They, they, probably didn't, they probably didn't know who I was because they had the hair's cut, <laughs> and they were kind of like, oh, we got just the courtesy clap for these, these two guys walking in. Was but, that uh, the first time you've gone down low in a while? I've, I haven't been tracking your hair is, as closely as I'd so like. I think, but. Uh, gosh, it was, it was prior to COVID that it was, it was shortened up, and then once COVID hit and everything shut down, I just quit taking care of myself. You so, let it ride. Um, yeah, so it's probably been, it's been close to three years now. And, it, I mean, it's been working. It, it That's has. the other it, thing. It has, I mean, but it's also the the summers are really hot when you got, that, <laughs> when you got the hair that long. So uh, you finally you hit that gross point. Where you it's definitely like, get to the point where you're it's sweaty and it's sticking everywhere. You're like, okay, I, my neck is hot. I need to cool off my neck. So. There you go. How's uh? How are you doing? How's uh? How's the Brewer season felt? Because you know you get caught up in the grind. Uh, the Centrals, both Centrals have been messy this year. Like you're looking at the leaderboards and you're like, okay, you guys have actually been. Kind of the consistent, you've been around it, you've been a little over 500 floating around. Has it felt like a, a grindy summer? There's a ton of like kids on the team this year. I guess what's <laughs> what's felt different this brewer season than previous seasons? Yeah, I mean, it was, so we got off to a really hot start. Um, we were looking around going, hey, this is, if we can keep this rolling, we're going to be we're gonna yeah. be where we want to be. And then obviously we've cooled off a little bit, but like I said, we, we've stayed, we stayed consistent. We haven't had the huge, uh, huge highs, huge lows, which is kind of what you want in a season, but... Um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 we've got a good team. I think we've still got our best baseball ahead of us for sure. And um, you know, I think you ask anyone on that team, it's like, hey, yeah, we've we, we've got a good squad. We, we know when we we turn it on, it's it's going to be go time, and and uh, you know, we can take off with this division. But we just haven't quite clicked on all cylinders yet. Yeah. And, and when we do, it's going to be exciting. Um, so I think it starts with me at the top. I haven't thrown the ball the greatest this year, and um, you, know, you go all the way down, and you've got some guys in the bullpen that are throwing the ball well. But um, you know, just 
offensively. We got some guys that are going to step up here soon. So it's just uh, it's, it's kind of been a strange season, like you said. But yeah. gosh, we're we're eighty games in now, and yeah. um, we're, we're back in first place. So um, for, you can't complain. For you, what's feeling different? Because I I got into some of the numbers, and man, we talked two starts ago, and your numbers are pretty much in line with who you've been, <laughs> um, and that's baseball, right? But I uh, I was seeing like. Uh, righties are catching you a little bit more this year. Is that anything with pitch mix? Is it anything with luck? Is it anything with execution? Or I, I guess on your end, I don't know. Yeah, it's just an adjustment that you see. Um, you know, ever since really 2020, the, the, the league's always been adjusting a little bit here and there. And, um, you know, this year the, the righties have kind of caught up and, and caught on to what we're doing. So we're just kind of making trying to make those adjustments. But, yeah, I mean, the, for, for me, this, this year it's the big inning that's killed me. You know, it's, mm. it's funny. You look at all the, all the big starts that I've, I've given up runs, and it's always one inning. Yeah. If, so if we can minimize that one inning, we're we're sitting pretty just like we have always. So, um, yeah, for me, it's just it's the adjustments. The, this game is you know one year it's you can be on top of the world, and the next year they they figure out what you're doing. You got to make that adjustment. So <laughs> cutter's um, still cutting though. It, cutter's, cutter's still cutting, still and, cutting. and you know we're still doing things the, the way we want to. Um, but yeah, it's just you know that that's how the game goes, and just got to make adjustments and you know locate some stuff a little bit better here and there, and a couple starts, and and things are completely different. So. Um, not gonna complain with it, you know. First half of sixteen starts where we're at, and yeah. if, if that's the a bad first half for me, and I'm I'm gonna be all right. Who's the um? I'll I'll make you highlight one dude, which is always tough because normally you got to mention a couple guys, but <laughs> there's there's are a lot of new faces in Milwaukee this year, and I remember yep. when we when we first linked up with you, we were we were stoked. We were in Milwaukee. The fan, John boy ripped up his hamstring. Uh, <laughs> we played blitz ball. <laughs> got me with that one. Um, and it, we. You know, a we're we're like half media. We're not like I'm. I don't know. Wearing this necklace, like I, I don't know. We're we're whatever we are. That you know, sometimes sometimes we don't know what we're walking into. And you know, you you hung out with us and we yucked it up for a while. And we're like, fuck, dude, you're like about to win the Cy Young. Like this is awesome. <laughs> um, who are who are the new? If you had to highlight one dude of like the new guys on the Brewers, where you're like, that's a dude. Who would it be? Gosh, I mean, we've so we've we've got some really good young guys. Yeah, um, you know, the, the the one I think underrated guy that has gone down that's kind of hurt this year is, is Garrett Mitchell Lose, losing him early. Mm. Um, I think was a was was a big hit for us. Um, but just just some of these these young young guys we got come up, the energy they're bringing. Um, for me, the, the the one guy I think that's made the biggest difference, um, and it's not just on the field, but it's in the clubhouse and the energy is, is Joey Weimer. Yeah, um, he's we, that guy. God, we <laughs> th- he's he's hilarious. He comes to the field every day. You have no idea if he's playing good, if he's playing bad. He's you know full of energy. It's for, for me, it's like what Willie Adamas brought to us in twenty one. Yeah, when we traded for him, the energy he brought. Weimer does the same thing for us. Um, okay. So to for for him to come in every day, he's got he rocks the mullet. He's um, he's just about it. Says the dumbest stuff, and, <laughs> and and we love him. And, yeah, and he's the guy. You know, he's filled in for played a great center field when, since uh, since Mitchell went down, and he's the guy. If you know, if we're on the mound. Hey, Joe, I need you to run through this wall and catch this ball. He's like, all right, I got it. And he's, yeah. he's gonna literally try to run over the wall. He's just, I mean, that's the kind of player he is. He plays hard, um, and he, he he wants to win just as much as anyone. So for for me, that he's probably been. Um, the biggest difference maker as far as, you know, a young guy come up, felt comfortable, yeah. goofy as hell, like just, just plays hard and, yeah. and has made a big impact on that clubhouse. And he's, he's starting to click. He's starting to he click is. a little he's, bit he too. Gets, he gets really streaky when, when he, yeah. when he gets, has his weeks where he gets hot. It's like, yeah, and he swings, he 
trying to hit the ball 600 feet every time. It's <laughs> yeah. it's great. And the, the, he's got to have the strongest obliques in the league for how he swings. So it's, I, uh, it's, it's impressive. Those energy guys too, man. I, it's tough because end of the day, you have to play good baseball. Like, right. if, you know, I can, if I hop in the Brewers clubhouse, I can bop around, bring some energy. <laughs> we have a good time, but I'm tough day at the office when it came, came time to work. But like Tommy Canely on the Yankees, he's like, I mean, he's, he borderlines like crazy, like football guy, like nuts. But he went, he was on the Yankees, left. He went to the Dodgers and he was hurt for a year and then mm-hmm. he came back. And he's a guy that like that energy in the clubhouse day in, day out, especially the grind of baseball. Yeah. Like it's you, a, you it, need those guys, It's a man. difference maker. It's it's a long, long season. So just, just like for instance, the other night, like on the bus, him getting up and, and saying some stupid shit just gets us going. Was, <laughs> right. You know, we had a long travel day. We got stuck in Cleveland for freaking two hours because we couldn't take out the tarmac. So, like, we needed it in the bus, and he's come right. up and doing stupid shit. And it's just it's what you need. It, it keeps it light. It keeps it fun. And it makes that, you know, long seasons feel a little bit shorter. Yeah, man. Um, what else did I have for you? We, we got a lot of stuff for you lined up, so I won't, won't do the full-up interview. Yep. I do like doing the um, – one of my favorite things to do, and I'll, I'll do it with your teammates, is give me, give me you as a Frankenstein Brewers pitcher. You get four pitches. I mean, I'll give an example that I think you would pick. I'm going to assume Devin Williams' screwball <laughs> changeup. Um, and you don't get them from both arms. It's still coming out of your right, right. side. But give me a give me your four, and I might have just I might have just clicked one. Yeah, I, I definitely got to take the Devin changeup. Um, gosh, right now the, the Elvis Peguero sinker. Yeah, have you seen that? I was thing? looking at his stats. Man, I was like, that wow, that thing is. I mean, it's it literally it looks like a ninety-seven on hours like split finger fastball. Like it's okay. it's it's nasty right now. Um, I'll take my cutter. Um, let's see. It's a good pick. Freddie Peralta, when his slider's good, that that big sweeper, yeah. um, that's that's a good pitch. Um, Are you throwing a sweeper or slider, or I, does it not matter? Because that's kind of the whole thing the, the, in baseball. The whole thing right in baseball now. right now is naming your own pitches, and I, I don't get <laughs> it's it. It's ridiculous. I don't, it, for forever, it's been like, hey, you got a four seam fastball, you got a two seam fastball. Yeah. Like, that was kind of like, whoa, <laughs> hey, whoa. Now, I, now I throw a cut fastball. Everyone's yeah. like, whoa. But it's now it's like we're 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 naming. You know, like sliders and, and curveballs and split. Yeah. I mean, we're so so. I throw a slider. You, you can call it whatever you want. Some days it might sweep. Yeah. Some some <laughs> days it sucks. So well, you can call it whatever you want. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah. So so then last, I think I got to take Woody's four seam fastball. The 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 lift he can get okay. on it and throw the fastball at the top. Um, so I think that that gives me pretty good pretty good coverage there. That's not bad. I did I did have one other thing I want to ask you because I do love. Um, when we were hanging out with you guys, Rowdy was hanging out. Rowdy's always hanging out. Um, <laughs> All he does is hang out. <laughs> um, I I love the way that ball players talk about other teams, and sometimes you know there's there's teams that we we get caught up in the standings, and you know, hey, they tell a lot of the story, especially this point of the season. Like right. you know, it's no shock the Texas Rangers are nasty. Good dude. Team. They've, they've got dudes. What um I guess what are two teams and. You know, if it's maybe one AL, one NL that you guys played them this year and you walked away and you were like, shoot, like that, that's... Yeah, I'll, I'll go I'll go AL first and uh, that, that Baltimore team. That's a good yeah, team. Man. They're, they're young. Um, you know, we, we, we played a good series against them. I think we took the series against them, but um, I, I got to face that lineup and... They bang, um, man. Yeah, I mean, they, there's when, not a there's when, not a When they're firing that offense, um, they got a bunch of young guys. They play hard. Um 
I'm, I'm pretty good buddies with Aaron Hicks. So when he was over there, I got, okay. I got to talk to him and, and just see him, you know, kind of come alive a little bit yeah, after, after his struggles. And we've seen that too in, in New York. But um, <laughs> did you see? Uh, did uh, did Bautista and Cano come out of the pen? They did. That? Yeah, we saw both of them. I think the first night. Um, and yeah, I mean, they've they've got a good squad. If yeah. you know, they're 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 starting pitching could could use a little bit of help. But um, yeah, I mean, the, the back of their bullpen's good. Their offense is good. They play yeah. good defense. We, we uh, Cedric Mullins was hurt when we played them, so that was. But obviously, it was a little bit of a helping factor for us because yeah. um, he's a good player. But um, yeah, Orioles—they got—they got a good squad, and um, you know, sneaky are going to be competitors um, in in that in that division, and that's you know, in the AL. They've been great all year in general. Uh, we went in. Blue Jays are, are always are always good. That yeah. recently they they kicked the crap out of us. But um, yeah, I, I I was I was surprised at how well that Orioles team was. Okay, that's a good one. Um, NL. I think of of teams that we we. Play that uh, were surprising. Let's see. Um, the Reds obviously have been surprising as, as of late. Yeah. We, when we played them, they weren't that team. Right. Uh, when, when we played them, so I can't really say them. But um, so many new dudes for them, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's it's it's a different league squad. McLean, De La Cruz. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's that, that's their young talent that's come up, and um, yeah, that offense can can be exciting for sure. Do you know um, when you play them next? Like, is that is we, that something? Because you know they're they just shot up the NL Central. Like they were kind of. The last time, because we do, you know, national baseball stuff, the yep. last time we talked about the Reds, it was like, the fans hate the owners, and like, are they, <laughs> you know, what's going on in Cincinnati? And the next update was like, one twelve in a row, and they've got yeah. literally like seven new dudes in the lineup? Like, yeah. does that, is there ever a point in the Brewers Clubhouse that you're like, oh, shit, like... I mean, yeah, I we... think the Reds are back. <laughs> we, we, we definitely, you know, we saw it when they were winning, um... I can't remember who said it the other day, but it was like, hey, they, they just won twelve in a row, and, and they're only half game up on us. Like, we're we're a good team. Like, we need to yeah. realize that we're we're still a good team. That that team has just won twelve in right, a row, right, right. and you know we're they're only half game up, and now now we're back in first and, and a half game up over them. So it's like, hey, you know, there's there's going to be stretches where teams are going to you know take off. The, the Pirates did it, and now they're, yeah, they're, right. they're you know they're struggling. So if we can just play consistent baseball, and teams are going to have their surges. We just got to play. You know, play play the baseball we can, and, and know that you know we're, we're we're the best team out there, and, and we can be the best team. Same. Bernsey, like I alluded to, we got so much other crap for you, so let's get to it. But thank you, man. Yep. You're the best. Absolutely. Appreciate it.